So I think we can all agree that this has to be the worst show in the history of television. But it's just a gift that keeps on giving because it's so bad that they consistently say dumb things. And then I look at it and I'm like, wow, I have to say something about this because I feel like I'm doing myself a disservice if I don't. The View. An absolute joke of a show because it's just a bunch of women who are like so unaware of the world and clearly don't do any research before they get on TV and start talking. They just start spewing out a bunch of dumb stuff. And it's always my favorite when they talk about race. Because if you watch these women, they would have you thinking that we're living in 1930s America. Maybe even further back. It's like every waking moment that they're on this show, they try to take it and use it to make black people seem like victims throughout the entirety of this country's existence, past, present, and future. And then they try to demonize white people as if their sole purpose for being on this planet is to make the lives of black people a living hell. And I know that there's some people out there who believe that and who agree with that, but it's just nonsense. There are not so nice people out there, and there are some people out there who have been dealt a bad hand and who might have to start behind the eight ball a little bit. But making generalizations based on race, I thought it was something that we were past or at least something that we were trying to move past, but I guess not because these people do it every single day that they're on TV. And as I've said a million times before, they can get away with it because it's them talking about white people in a bad light and black people in a position of being victimized. And that sells. That sells ratings, it sells records, it sells clothes. Running on that platform wins elections. Being a victim as a black person will get you to be the star in a movie. Like, it's the wave and these people ride it all the time. But then it just shows how, like, incompetent they are. They don't really think that much. And I'm trying to say that in the nicest way possible. But I'm, I'm genuinely surprised and kind of impressed. Because this show has been on for so long, decades. Decades of these people just saying a bunch of bull. I saw this clip and I watched the a little bit of the episode more, but it's it's not even worth going into everything that they said because at that point it's just exhausting and I feel like I'm losing brain cells as I talk about these people. But this is one section of a show that they did recently that caught my attention and just sent me for a loop because obviously of how ridiculous it is. And the culprit is none other than Sonny Hostin. She's always the one, or at least the main one, like her and Whoopi Goldberg are like the two main ones who go back and forth just saying a bunch of ridiculousness without thinking and then they put it out to the world as if they just said something of substance. This is an example of when someone says something but they think very little before they actually open their mouth and speak. That the lived experience of uh, a white kid in Appalachia or perhaps on a potato farm in uh, Idaho or in is, Brooklyn, or Brooklyn, Brooklyn is different in this country for a black student, yeah. whether that it's black student be wealthy or not, because this yeah. country was founded on slavery. Okay, just for some context, I think that they were specifically talking about this whole affirmative action thing or whatnot, and essentially how it's needed for us black people because we can't do anything without help or handouts because it doesn't matter how we grew up. We're always at a disadvantage because this country was quote-unquote founded on slavery, right? So uh, a white kid on a potato farm in 
Idaho or wherever she said, you know, that is such a weird ass and specific example of trying to describe a white person. And then a black kid who was born wherever, right? It doesn't matter if they were born poor or wealthy. We need all the help we can get because we're at such a disadvantage. And according to some people, as I've talked about before, we can't thrive in a merit-based system because we're black. And then you got black people saying this, black people who believe this, and then they go on TV and then they spew out this nonsense. It's ridiculous, but that's not even the part that I wanted to talk about, right? That that That's just a little sidebar that I wanted to briefly address. It's the last part, right? And what she's basically saying that we need all this help because it doesn't matter what position we're in, we're always at a disadvantage because this country was founded on slavery. That's strike number one. This country was not founded on slavery. It was founded on freedom for the country itself. I'm not necessarily talking about the people because obviously philosophies on how to treat people were not up to par back then. And even to a degree nowadays, they're not up to par because we hate each other even more now than probably ever. And that doesn't take into account any race. That's just people in general. But the country was founded on freedom for the country itself. Things like slavery were going on before this country gained its independence. But the country was not founded on slavery despite its utilization of it. And I think that's important to express because you have to really know what she's talking about. When she talks about slavery, she's talking about, and I don't even need her to say it to verify it. If you watch the show, you'll know. When she's talking about slavery, she's talking about white people enslaving black people. Hence why she's trying to make the argument that us as black people, we need everything to be easy and we need all these handouts because the country was founded on slavery that was like committed against us. Therefore, we are at a disadvantage throughout the rest of time. That's what she's referring to. And I hate when people bring that up because, number one, they're either willfully being ignorant to the reality of slavery or they just have not done the research to, to really know what it is that they're talking about. Now, was slavery predominantly a white on black thing? Yes, but that's not the whole story. And it's funny because you won't learn this in school. You won't even learn it in college. You won't learn it outside of school through any other means unless you seek it out yourself. Now, because that's the reality, it should kind of tell you something. But my guess is that Sonny Hostin doesn't know this information, so... I'll help her out with her history real quick. Contrary to popular belief, slavery was not a white on black thing exclusively. And I feel like you know where I'm going with this, but I'll just say it anyway because that's the whole point of what I'm doing right now. There were black people who owned slaves. And I'm not just talking about it was only three black people in the history of this country who owned slaves, so I'm just talking out of my ass because I'm trying to defend these white people. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. And any white person who was a slave owner, that's effed up. But they were not alone. <laughs> they, they were joined by other black people who enslaved other black people. You want to know why? Is because the main motivation behind slavery, at least in my opinion, was one of economic gain. You got all these people who you're forcing to work for you for free and you don't have to pay them at all. You don't have to take their health in high regard. You do at a baseline because you need them alive to be able to work. 
but you don't have to really care for their well-being that much. And although there was prejudice with white people feeling as though they were the superior race, that wasn't the only component. Hence why there were black people who owned slaves. They see this economic gold mine and then they want to join in on it. And I'm going to just give you a few examples. Like I said, these aren't the only people who engaged in it, but I'd be here all day if I was going to sit there and do that. I just need to make this known because I'm genuinely convinced that there are some people out there and people like Sonny Hostin who think that black people's hands are just clean of this and black people are exclusively victims and have never gotten in on some of the dirty business before. Anthony Johnson, slave owner in Virginia, one of the first known African-American slave owners, previously an indentured servant, went on to become a slave owner after he was free of whatever work he was doing. Owned slaves plantations, even known for a famous legal case in which he successfully petitioned for one of his former indentured servants, John Kaser, to be deemed his slave for life. So clearly this black man has no regard for this John individual because he went as far as to, to, to legally make this dude his slave for life. Anthony Johnson is a black dude. What? That's crazy. Who would have thought, <laughs> right? Moving on. William Ellison, former slave, eventually attained freedom and bought the freedom of his family. Shout out to him. That's that's really admirable. But wait, this dude became a successful cotton gin maker, blacksmith, and a slave owner. During his time as a slave owner in the 1800s, there were 171 black slave owners in South Carolina where he resided and was a slave owner, he was the largest slave owner out of the 171 black slave owners in South Carolina at the time. Here's a fun fact about that number. The majority, and this is a general statement, but the majority of plantations ran by white people at the time had about 20 to 50 slaves. This dude had 68. So another black person, slave owner, boom. And on top of that, you want to know how crazy it is that they hide this stuff from us? Is if you search this man on the internet, his occupation is listed as a blacksmith, not a slave owner. They're not going to tell you that this dude was a slave owner unless you do the research. They do not want people to believe that, yes, black people have owned slaves before. And once again, as I said earlier, not just two or three or four or five. No, it was a lot. Homeboy was the biggest slave owner in South Carolina out of the 171 slave owners, black slave owners in South Carolina at the time. That's just in that state, 171 at that time. Imagine everywhere else. So maybe Sonny Hostin should have did a search on bro before she decided to open her mouth. Moving on, John Stanley, slave owner in North Carolina. Despite being a slave owner, he was still discriminated against because he was black, yet he continued to be a slave owner. That one was crazy to me because you don't even get the benefits of being in that position, of being a slave owner, right? They still look at you like you're black. So the fact that you even carry on with that is beyond me, but that's how they roll, I guess. Moving on, Aspasia Moralt. She was born a free person of color. And I want you to catch on to the first word that I said. She. She was born a free person of color. She opened a bakery shop in 1825 and used slave labor to operate it. This woman was a slave owner. 
Think about the time that we're talking about. We're talking about the 1800s. Women didn't even have the right to vote until like the 1900s. So imagine how disrespected they were in the 1800s. And this free person of color owned slaves and used them to operate her business. So are we going to look at these people, Sonny? <laughs> these people and the many others who were like them, who owned slaves, are we going to look at them and hold them responsible for any shortcomings that we as black people have, either on a personal level or in the general sense? Any issues we have in this community, are we going to look at these people as well? Or are we just going to continue to pretend as though this is a white-only initiative? And that doesn't make it right, right? Any white person who owns slaves, I'm not trying to defend them. It was wrong. But I'm also tired of people trying to play this race card as if it was exclusively that, and that's a justification for why we are allowed to bash white people every day of the week in any way that we please, and then we can walk around as if we're victims, despite the fact that somebody like her is on TV who gets paid, I'm pretty sure, a lot of money to spew bullshit. That doesn't sound oppressed to me, and I'm not blind to any issues that black people face in the general sense. I get that the community as a whole, as a result of racism and segregation and slavery, whether it was perpetrated by white people or other black people, I understand that it has set the community behind the eight ball in comparison to white counterparts. I get that, but that is a general statement because there's a bunch of white kids who are born back here and a bunch of black kids who are born up here. The white kid on the potato farm that she's referring to might not have a lot or might not be the white kid who was born on the potato farm. Not every white kid was born on a property of 100,000 acres or in some $5 million mansion with a silver spoon in their mouth. And not every black kid was born in the hood who didn't know his dad and his mom was on drugs and he ain't know how he was going to make it through. Like that. that's that's such a a false reality when you're trying to attribute it to every single person who resides in those races. That's an easy and cheap tactic to just continue to be a nasty individual and to bash white people and then to make it seem like black people are victims and they can't do anything without help or handouts. There has to be a balance, right? There has to be a balance. I've said it before. Things like affirmative action, they were good at one point in time and it's inherently not a bad idea, but we're just going to keep egging on this. We need help and we're victims and we can't do anything. And that's just going to remain constant throughout the rest of time if nobody puts a pin in it. So it's clear that people in this country need to re-up on their history because going on TV just to assert that white people bad, black people good, but black people sad because black people don't know how to do anything like Bro, that's so old, right? Because I guarantee you that woman and a whole bunch of people like her are not going to look at these individuals, these black individuals who were a part of that activity of owning slaves, and they're going to hold them accountable. They're not going to look at the hundreds, maybe thousands of others who engaged in that activity and are going to hold them accountable. Everyone who's ever been born who is not perfect has been and is guilty of effing this world up in some form or fashion. But you trying to pawn that sin on one racial group is turning you into the exact people that you hate. Those being the people who would look at you and assess you by your skin color and make a generalization 
as to how you operate and what kind of person you are without even getting to know you. And you can tell that that's the reality because the white people on this panel, they wouldn't dare challenge this black woman because they've been tricked into feeling bad for having a lighter skin complexion and doing stuff that they never did. As much as I, I disagree with these women on The View, I can fairly be confident in saying that I don't believe that these white people on this panel have been slave owners before. I don't believe that they were out here whipping black people or calling the police on black people because they were just black. I, I don't think that that has ever been the case. But they're going to sit up there and they're going to hold their tongue and then they're just going to take all of these strays because they feel bad for who they are. Because it's people like this who will pump these narratives out there. It's getting ridiculous. It's getting old. And I hope that people begin to see through this. I, I have no ill will toward this woman. I don't know her personally. So there's no reason for me to have any hatred in my heart toward her or have any real issue with her other than her desire to drive these racial narratives home. Like this is the reality and that this is how it is unequivocally and that there's no gray area please don't allow this woman or people like her to trick you into doing that and if you feel like you're getting to that point just please do a google search read a history book that's not tainted with propaganda please just figure out what is real what has actually happened throughout the course of history because you will figure out that we are more alike than you would like to believe and because of that i think it's a good idea to just practice loving each other. It sounds corny and mushy and whack, but it's a hell of a lot better than whatever this crazy ass woman is talking about.